By now, we're sure you're aware of what Hurricane Dorian did to the Bahamas. The loss of life and property is truly unimaginable. And this has provided an opportunity for the blockchain community to come together and make a real difference. Today, we welcome Don Cornish, City Administrator from Freeport on Grand Bahama, to the show. Don shares where the greatest need is and provides a call to action that we invite you to take seriously. We've also discovered a Gartner report on blockchain that indicates where we are in the hype cycle and how blockchain will impact numerous verticals over the next five to 10 years. Sometimes you got to be serious, and today we've got a serious topic. So we hope you'll give your full attention to us as we can all help to alleviate the suffering from a terrible tragedy today on episode number 311 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hello, fellow citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia and citizens of the world. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast. And today, more crypto serious than crypto curious as we deal with a really serious topic. I'm Joel Kahn, and that's Travis Wright. And I'm Travis Wright. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, so true, Joel. I mean, if you guys have paid attention to the news, you've seen that the Hurricane Dorian just pummeled the Bahamas and our heart goes out to them. And we actually had had a a great conversation with Don Cornish. He's the city administrator from Freeport on Grand Bahama. And we met him in New York City at Consensus. And we were in talks about coming to the Bahamas and doing some bad crypto-y things. And unfortunately, that hurricane, I mean, you've seen the before and after photos. It's just horrible, Mr. Joel Yeah, it is. And we're going to talk to him here in just a moment. Want to give a shout out to our show sponsor. You know who that is. That's eToro. And if you guys want to make it in the crypto markets, you need the best trading app. And that's why eToro is becoming our favorite way to trade. This is a brilliant app. It gives you access to the world's top cryptocurrencies. You've got smart trading tools. It's super intuitive, easy to use, and is fast. Trading fees are really low. They're transparent. And if you want to try it out before you trade, guess what? They'll give you 100000 in virtual trading currency. So you can see, hey, do I know what I'm doing? As a trader, best of all, you can connect with 11 million other eToro traders around the world using their social network. Go create an account today, badco.in forward slash eToro, and find out how you can get some bad coin socks that'll make your feet so happy. Badco.in forward slash eToro. And just a real quick note, many of you so far have signed up. You've gone through a lot of you. We've sent out the socks, but many of you did not finish out the process. You either didn't do a deposit or you did a deposit, but you didn't buy any crypto. So once you buy that crypto, that's what triggers you getting the socks. And if you don't do those triggers, then we get triggered. Yeah. And if you don't do it before the socks run out and you write us too late. Because we're going to let you know when the socks are gone. So if you signed up and you have not funded your account with at least $50 and then opened a position with at least $50 um, and notified us, that's why you got to go to badco.in forward slash eToro. It's super easy. Go do it now. Well, unless you have been hiding under a rock somewhere, then you've heard the news of the devastation that the Bahamas have had by Hurricane 
Dorian. I mean, we're talking just communities wiped out and desperate need of recovery. And this is a great opportunity for the crypto community to step up and show that we care about um, about those that have been affected by this tragedy. And with us, we have a gentleman that's actually on Grand Bahama Island. He's the administrator of the city of Freeport District. His name is Don G. Cornish. Don, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. So, you know, we got to know, first of all, what is it like there, uh, you know, during the hurricane and then after? Kind of give us the lay of the land. Well, during the hurricane, it was quite um, horrifying, especially for those persons who live in the eastern part of the island. And they were hardest hit because they had a direct hit from the storm at about 185 mile per hour wind. And then they had um, almost 54 hours of uh, hurricane effects because the storm stopped, literally stopped on that portion of the island and just wreaked total havoc and devastation. For those persons in Freeport, which is more to the southwest of the island uh, where I am, the more populous areas and in the west, they, they didn't sustain as much, as much direct impact by the wind because they got the outer bands, which would have been about 130 mile power winds, which is no sneeze, by the way. In addition to that, they had um, storm surge anywhere from a few feet to, in some instances, up to 20 feet of water. So it was quite horrifying for a lot of people. Um, there was a whole lot of, um, there were a whole lot of buildings that were washed out. People have lost virtually everything um, in a lot of instances, but there's um, real, a lot of structural damage to structural buildings, um, homes, um, basically not inhabitable anymore. Some have been flattened. It was just an incredible experience. Yeah, you know, that was that was such an anomaly, the fact that, what was it? Was it a Category 4 or Category 5 when it just parked right on top of the, the eastern part of the island? It just literally stopped. It said it was going a mile an hour for Yeah, over- it, it yeah, it went from a Cat 5 to a Cat 4, then it went down to a Cat 3, um, and it sat there for the two days. And when it left, it was still a low Cat 3. So it was no, uh, no walk in the park to experience those kinds of conditions. Yeah. Um, but it literally started to turn very, very slowly, and it virtually stopped before it started to turn to the west-northwest, which is really a, a lifesaver for many, many persons here on the island. I'm looking at one of the many photos that were taken from helicopter, and it just looks like a, a, a junkyard. I mean, there are just, there's train cars strewn about, there's buildings, they're totally collapsed, vehicles are turned over. It just, it, it looks like nobody ever lived there. And I know it's horrible because a lot of lives were lost and and now the the survivors are dealing with you know lack of of water and food and so how is the community pulling together right now in this time it's difficult uh we've been having a lot of relief uh, coming in from the international community as well as local local um, agencies of the government and others in the community there's been outpouring of support um in terms of food supplies and the like and so we have um really a lot of great friends and partners who are looking out for us. But the need is going to be great for a very long period of time. And um, there's no question that uh, a, a sustainable plan is going to have to be put forth. Because, I mean, you take into account this was the largest hurricane in recent history. So it's no um, small event to try to recover from, especially in a small country like us, 
<clears throat> with a budget of around $1.5 billion. I mean, that's, that's just a, a portion of a small city in the United States budget. So um, you can imagine the impact uh, it's going to have with the widespread devastation that we have, we're faced with right now. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, it is, I'm going through some of, the, some of the news articles as well, and, and you can see some of the before and the after photos, and some of them, like I'm on news.sky.com, and it actually has a white bar that you can move back and forth to see what it looked like prior to and then what it looks like now. So yeah. <clears throat> it looks like the air, is the airport completely destroyed as well? Is that, is that are the one runway able to, to, to deliver aid effectively? Well, aid is able to come in with no problem. The runways are fine. Um, the structures have sustained tremendous amount of damage, mostly from flooding, some structural damage based on the wind as well. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that has impeded their ability to open, but they do have some on a makeshift basis, and they are encouraging um, emergency flights only <clears throat> for the time being, just so there's proper coordination and uh, they uh, can maximize safety. Uh, I'm, you know, we're really sorry that this has happened to you. This is just heartbreaking. I, I'm continuing to look through these pictures here. And if you haven't done it, folks, you know, if you have been tuned out, just go uh, duck, duck, go um, Dorian and Bahamas and, and go look and see how great the need is. And, you know, just try to imagine what if that happened in your community. And this is an opportunity, I think, for blockchain community and companies to step up. So, you know, what do you, what do you see as far as how that could work, uh, Don? Well, I think the blockchain community clearly can, um, can, can, benefit, can, can help to um, really assist us in a number of ways, especially um, having partnerships through um, the various offerings that they can make, uh, special projects um, that they can um, put forth on our behalf, um, supporting some of the agencies, um, some of the, uh, the blockchain companies and projects um, that are able to, to, um, to raise capital uh, towards specific need areas. I mean, one of the biggest areas for us is the rebuilding exercise, especially when it has to do with uh, persons having some means to stay in their communities that have been devastated um, in, in temporary housing. That's a huge, huge need. And the second would be um, finding a way to assist in um, working with companies that have uh, capacity to assist with long-term housing needs, persons who want to get back in their homes, to build their businesses and their lives in their communities. So I think a number of ways in which that can be effective where a person's um, come up with project ideas like that um, and try to see how they can drive those ideas forward. They're the most sustainable ones. For the time being, um, there's a great need for uh, food supplies and water in particular until the infrastructure is able to be developed um, to take care of the population's needs. So I think definitely some of the companies like um, the effort that POA has started and others uh, could drive some of this. Yeah, the, the, the key thing would be for blockchain companies like POA and others who've started some fundraising to really continue that. Okay, you said PO8. Who is yeah. PO8 and, and what is the website for that? PO8. IO is a local blockchain company, Bahamian blockchain company in the business of marine salvage and exploration. And they have actually um, started a major project towards the aid for the Bahamas. And as a Bahamian company, I think they have a, a great interest and in a good understanding of the, the, the country, the lay of the country. And they're looking forward to um, trying to develop um, a plan for redevelopment, including um, 
temporary housing and long-term housing. So I think a lot of other blockchain companies um, should join hands with them to look at the best way to do that. And in the short term and medium term, how um, they can really generate interest internationally towards relieving some of the, the pressures these communities now face. I want to make sure our listeners understand. I just went to the website myself. It is P as in Paul, O, the number eight, PO8.io. And uh, this company is uh, about archaeology on the blockchain. But yeah. they, right front and center, it says Dorian Relief Fund. So I clicked donate and it immediately connected to my, my MetaMask. So you can donate uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or go to their GoFundMe. Uh, to go ahead and make a donation. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. And I would encourage everybody, wherever it is that you're listening, whatever you can do to contribute, all, all it needs is for you to understand that this community is absolutely devastated, that the odds are that everybody knows somebody who was lost in this catastrophe and uh, imagine that coming to your community. And if that doesn't move you to, uh, to donate, I don't know what will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think that, that that's the direction that we uh, want people to look because we want credible companies in the blockchain to join hands and to really come to our aid. I think we're, because we are, we're a jurisdiction that's really um, kind of, carried financial services as, as a key pillar of our economy for a very long time, um, this would be a great time to show the partnership because the Bahamas has always been known as a, a safe offshore financial jurisdiction. So this is a great step forward and to show that you know, we, we can protect um, some place like the Bahamas for the future development of blockchain. So I see it as a partnership in that direction, and that's what we're encouraging people to do. Yeah, I believe we had PO8 on um, on a previous spotlight maybe over a year ago or so. And recall the marine archaeology on the blockchain. They are doing a lot of stuff, as you mentioned, like salvaging things and like looking at um, uh, shipwrecks and other stuff that's uh, that's under that's under the water. And uh, and they're based in the Bahamas. And so it's a great, uh, great opportunity to connect uh, with them. Hurricane Dorian Relief Fund. Uh, you can just go to PO8.io, as Joel Com said. And uh, and click and get it set up. So so what do you, what do you guys see the future of the Bahamas? Are you guys maybe looking at a model like uh, Puerto Rico has done with sort of how they've adopted crypto and and a lot of people have moved there and created sort of a, a crypto friendly place? Is there any ideas on the direction and the plan for the rebuild? Um, but basically, it's an evolving thing with the crypto side. But in terms of the rebuilding in general. I think the partnership with um, crypto would definitely be advantageous because there is an opportunity for them to um, to raise funds in a non-traditional way very quickly and um, convert that to fiat um, in the international environment so that they can bring in all the goods that, that would be needed to support this effort. Um, so I think it's just a matter of um, creating the right partnerships um, within the, the community itself to see how best that can be done. Um, I think PRA can show the leadership in, in making that all happen. I won't speak for them, but I know they've had a preliminary discussion about it and they have a plan that they're, they're formulating. So um, I think um, their principal, Matt Arnett, would be the person really to drive that. And I'm certain that he can articulate exactly how far they've gone um, in the best possible way at this stage. All right, again, I, 
you know, our hearts go out to you. I just went ahead and made my donation. I would encourage everybody else to do so as well. Uh, the, if you go to the website, po8.io forward slash Dorian dash relief, you can see that uh, you make a, a crypto donation of Bitcoin, Ether or fiat donation via gun GoFundMe. Raise awareness. Maybe give some shout outs on social media and tweet some leaders in the blockchain and crypto world and encourage them to give to the Hurricane Relief Fund wallet and, and show the collaboration that, that PO8 has with us. You know, I, I don't even, we don't even need a give from PO8, but apparently the PO8 will give recognition on their page as supporting the relief effort and they will give you a free Scully's digital collectible. I don't, I don't even know what that is, but there you go. <laughs> What what is a Scully's collectible, uh, Don? <laughs> well, a Scully is uh, is, is it? I'm sure you've heard of uh, crypto chicks. Of course, it's a similar kind of concept. Um, a Scully basically is a collectible, uh, basically on the blockchain, and it has a similar kind of experience in terms of the gaming aspect of crypto. And um, it's a concept that is is growing rapidly because it does provide. Um, this collection aspect to it and it's very competitive and it's something that gamers are going to be quite keen on participating in because there's a whole capture process to it where people can actually have um, an opportunity to challenge each other and it's really a perpetual kind of game and um, the skull of course skull and crossbones representing um, you know the whole piracy area in the Bahamas and of course pieces of eight is a salvage and marine archaeology company basically looking at the artifacts from the era of the pirates in the Bahamas, all the Spanish oh, galleons and that's others. That's what that, PO8 stands for. In the Bahamas. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So that's what Wait, that's all about. Yeah, pieces of eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Yeah, I didn't get that. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm really slow. Yes. You know, Travis, when, uh, when the Notre Dame Cathedral had that horrific fire um, earlier this year, the community stepped up and raised like a billion dollars, right? It's just crazy how much money was sent to restore a building and, and no yeah. lives were lost. And there's just something freaky about human nature. It's like, okay, gang, real lives were lost. Real communities are destroyed. Step up. If you got some money that is sitting in your bank and that you don't need to put food on your table, it's, it's make a donation, please. Just do it. Yes, I think that's the spirit and that's what we encourage and we really appreciate your partnership in getting the word out. We, we, we look forward to an effort driven by partners like you in building Bahamas back to restore its glory days. Hashtag Bahamas strong. Hashtag crypto Hashtag to the rest. Bahamas strong. Excellent. Yes. All right, yes. Don. Well, we appreciate the work that you're doing there. I hope you'll keep us posted and, and we are going to motivate the, uh, the troops here to, uh, to, to give and, and support your relief. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate our, um, our hearts are full because of the support that you give us every day. Thank you so much. Again, so you can, you can donate today at, um, PO8.io, which as we learned is pieces of eight. And so they, that, that company there, Blockchain Project, is doing sort of um, uh, marine archaeology. And they were ba- they are based in the Bahamas. And so, yeah, check them out. I think that's a very good cause and uh, you should do it. I didn't uh, announce this, and it, this is not to toot my own horn. Hopefully, it is to motivate and inspire others. But I donated $500 
using the uh, po8.io link. Um, and interestingly enough, I didn't have my wallet connected, so I just used Dirty Fiat, but it spends the same. It's true. Great stuff. Thank you, Mr. Joe Tom. Absolutely. Uh, real, quick, real quick before we get into the news highlight, shout out to Nasgo, nasgo.com. Nasgo is the GoDaddy of blockchain. You can tokenize your business. You can tokenize your influence. No coding required. So they've really developed this easy solution for businesses to translate, to transition into the blockchain space. So, you know, back in the day, oh, we don't need a website. Oh, we don't need a blockchain. Oh, well, maybe you do. Maybe you don't, but maybe you do. And Nasgo provides this essential foundation to sidechain with all kinds of APIs, such as database writing, network communications, encryption, and uh, the, the sidechain supplies more nodes to strengthen the whole Nasgo ecosystem. We talked about it in depth on badco.in slash 282, and you can go check it out at nasgo.com. Nasgo, daddy. Oh, Nasgo, you didn't. Oh, yes, Nasgo, I did. Oh, yes, Nasgo, you did. So I want to highlight one story that you discovered here just this last week that uh, Gartner, that is, you know, a research firm, put out here. They put out this press release on September 12th. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So, so really, they have this hype cycle that they, they do for a lot of different industries. And it says, here's the innovation trigger, the peak of inflated expectations, the trough of delusionment, the slope of enlightenment, and the plateau of productivity. So it's, they, it's five stages. Five stages of the hype cycle. And they do this across many different industries. This one right here is specific across blockchain business, right? And so it was really interesting to see that early on, the early stages, um, are you know five to ten years before we reach maturity? Blockchain for lead gen, blockchain for advertising, which is a really interesting space. We're going to see a lot of cool stuff popping up on that. Uh, blockchain data services, blockchain society, digital currencies, decentralized autonomous organizations, smart assets, blockchain business models, stable coins, blockchain and media, strategic tokenization. Blockchain and retail, blockchain and oil and gas, blockchain and utilities, cryptocurrency custody services, blockchain now, and now, gaming. Here's what's important. All of those, Travis, are in the stage one, the innovation yeah. trigger. It is it is mm -hmm. the upside. So you guys need to go look at this image. It's in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 311 because you know you've got the if you imagine what it looks like initially it starts at nothing and it slopes upward really quickly to inflated expectations which is the mm -hmm. high point then the trough of disillusionments where it comes crashing down the slope of enlightenment is slowly picking back up and then plateau productivity. Well, here's what I find interesting. There's a ton of them that they're tracking that are in the innovation trigger and the early inflated expectations. But if you look in the trough of disillusionment, blockchain is is like in distributed ledgers are right at, you know, in the bottom area of that because uh -huh. the news is already out there. But here's here's what's good. It's all it's all uphill from there right uh digital asset exchanges cryptocurrencies icos blockchain are all moving into what gartner calls the slope of enlightenment which it, it's all upward it's mm -hmm. kind of like it's if you were to replace it with the world wide web you know 1997 to 2000 would be that in innovation trigger and peak of expectations and then boom it fell apart 2000 to 2004 and then it's been all uphill 
from there. That's where we are with blockchain and cryptocurrency right now. And one thing that I think this image right here is so profound at is just showing all the different areas in which blockchain is impacting business. And that's completely fascinating to me. I think if you have a chance to take a look at this image, you're going to go, wow. So it's not just cryptos and Bitcoin and altcoins and coins, right? There are so many different elements to blockchain, which is why we've said repeatedly that it's not a fad. It is something that is taking hold in our, in our, totally in our industry and worldwide blockchain is going to impact most every single industry. So it's completely not a fad. And it's really interesting to see where certain things are overall in the, the hype cycle. And there's a nice report that's coming out of it. And then also Gartner is releasing a book that they said is coming out in, I believe in October. And that book is called, hold on here. That's a funny name for a book. Hold yeah. on here. Uh, it's called The Real Business of Blockchain, which will be available on October 15th. And they say that the key industries, banking, investment services, obviously, but the other areas that they really see blockchain taking off is blockchain in gaming, blockchain in retail, and then eventually more so blockchain in advertising as more and more companies start embracing that. So I find that completely fascinating. Blockchain is also, you know, um, helping the Bahamas, right? So, I mean, with, with PO8 over there and, and, and helping, uh, helping them kind of regain some of their, some of their foundations over there. It's very important. Blockchain is doing a lot for the world and you, you guys are all part of it helping out. You know, one of the things they measure here is if something is obsolete before it plateaus and not a single item they're tracking falls under that most of them fall into two to five years or five to ten years being you know at the top of the the cycle at the plateau of productivity now i'm going to be really interested we're going to have to refer back to this in a year because i'm you know fairly certain this is something that they'll do annually especially as blockchain technology moves forward and i want to compare how accurate are they in terms of, you know, the adoption of these technologies? And you know what? This is a great slide for us to add to our uh, crypto blockchain deck, because look at all the amazing stuff that's happening in blockchain that most people had not even thought of. Right. I mean, there's so much stuff happening with blockchain that that we probably have found some additional topics to go over based on this hype cycle. I think that's right. If you guys have suggestions for guests or topics you want us to cover, write us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com or send us a, uh, a voicemail. We love to hear the sound of your voice because when you call us and talk in your super sexy crypto voice, oh, uh, yeah. 708-885-9030 is the number to call. And if you don't remember it, I'm not going to say it again. But it is in the show notes, in all of our show notes, badco.in forward slash 311 Check it out there because we'd love to hear from you and to know what's going on. Yeah, this is the first time again you listen to us. Please subscribe. iTunes loves that. And if you love the show, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your kind words. And uh, thank you for all that you do in participating in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And now we shall sing the Republic's national anthem. Stay bad. Stay bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. That was really good. We actually we need that. Hey, can somebody, do we have a, a musical person out there that can 
actually write the uh, the national anthem for the republic. <laughs> the chorus has to be "Stay bad." Yeah, <laughs> it makes me laugh. You're funny, Mr. Joe Cobb. Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.